Force O'Neill, thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 389 now of the Ron and Don Show. Yeah, you guessed it. Once again, we are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, I've been on some dating sites uh, lately, and it seems like people are trolling for people that are into poly and thruples, things like that. Is this a new way for people to date, or has it always been baked into our culture, and we're just beginning to acknowledge it? Some new research on this, so let's talk about it. Also, uh, we had something really cool happen with Stephanie, who listened to the podcast, who actually introduced us to Jennifer, uh, one of our new clients. Jennifer's not a real name, uh, but I have to tell you a pretty extraordinary story that happened this week, thanks to Stephanie. Stephanie is her real name. Stephanie, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for listening to us, and thanks for going to ronadonsitdown.com and telling your friend Jennifer about us. If you need help on your real estate journey, uh, we're here for you, right? Absolutely. You can either go to ronadonsitdown.com, check more out about us. We have a buyer's playbook, a seller's playbook that's out there. You can even email me directly if you're like, I know I want to do a sit-down. Let's set up a time. Ron at windermere.com. I will respond to you uh, usually within a couple minutes. All right. Hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about social media and the fact that it seems like social media is always changing. And I grew up in a time when we didn't have screens when we were younger. And it's interesting because now that my son is 11, he's going to turn 12. Probably, he probably is 12 by the time that you've heard this. He's always grown up with screens. And Ron and I are part of that generation where we've lived with screens and without screens. Social we, media for us growing up was meet you at the jock wall between classes. Yeah, at the jock wall, the freak wall, the cowboy wall. Or we grew up in uh, New Mexico. and You probably had one of those walls, too. And those walls still exist uh, today. In fact, those walls have their own social media account. Yeah, you can go to El Dorado High School jock wall, and you can still hang oh, out really? on the jock wall. That's funny. Virtually, if you want to do that, or the cowboy wall or the freak wall, whatever that is. What's really amazing is it was usually the jocks that were acting like the freaks. Uh, they just didn't want it, man. So right. I was at the jock wall. They just had Boy, better haircuts. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, this is kind of interesting because a lot of us jumped on Facebook early and now many younger people have gone to Instagram and now they've jumped off of that and you see them on Snapchat and you see them on a bunch of other TikTok, TikTok, bunch of other different channels. And uh, Ron, it looks like social media is about to change Again. Well, we'll see. There's a new there's a new platform coming out launching called Be Real, R-E-A-L. And what it's reacting to is the hyper curation that you'll see on many of these sites. And there's been so many studies, and we heard about those with that leak that came out of Facebook that owns Instagram that says it is verifiable, especially for for tweenage girls, that watching other people's lives in this highly curated manner is psychologically damaging to them. They feel like I don't, I can't live up to this. I don't have, I, I don't look like that. I don't have those possessions. I don't have that access to those kind of clothes. And it's damaging to their self esteem. Boys too, but like remarkably so for young teenage girls. And so this Be Real app 
It's, and let me see what you would think about this. So what they've said is like, how can we combat? How can we be social? How can you have that sense of connectivity over your phone with your peer group and yet minimize this thing where I saw a, a person's video the other day where they were doing Instead of just having an engagement party, they flew their greatest friends to Italy. It was all manicured on this beachfront property in Milan or wherever it was. Now, Milan's not on the beach and some place on, on the, the Amalfi coast. And it was an incredible, like video professional videographers. Like how could anyone else's party live up to that party? Yeah. They probably spent $50,000 on this party. So what be real does, and it's, it's catching fire in some college communities right now at a random time every day, it sends you a notice. You have two minutes to let the be real takes a picture from the on the front of your camera and the back of your camera. So it shows you where you really are and oh. what you're really doing at that <laughs> moment. If you and then it time stamps it. Wow. So if you are outside of the 2 minutes, yeah. The the platform and the other people know that you took your time to maybe you change your clothes or you brushed your hair or you switch locations or <laughs> to you, you tried to stage this photo yeah. and then the photo will last for 24 hours and then it goes away. And what they're hoping to do, and then that's it. You don't get to post 28 no, pictures a day. Nothing goes away on the internet. Well, it, it disappears be, from the let's, platform. Let's be real. Nothing goes away. Yeah. So um, you, it doesn't allow you to, to post 27 times a day. Uh, it, it gives you the one prompt every day. You respond to the prompt. It could be in the morning, could be in the afternoon, could be at lunch, could be in the evening. And then your other friends get to see that. And, and you, in a sense, the sense of community goes up because if someone is, you know, binge watching a TV show and eating a bowl of popcorn, when the prompt comes on, that's what you see. You'll see the TV screen on one side of the camera. You see the popcorn on the other. Can I ask an adult question? Sure. What if you're at home, you're naked watching porn and you're between <laughs> girlfriends or boyfriends and you're masturbating? Then you don't, you don't have to let the thing go. <laughs> it, it's, it skips your prompt for Let's the day. Let's be real. Yeah. So you you don't get to post that day. You don't get to. You and don't so, get to. So you're you're done for the day. If you skip the prompt, then you have to wait another twenty four hours uh, for randomly for the next day. Yeah. And they initially the the be real guy, the guy that invented this app, is like, okay, I know it's not going to be a multi billion dollar property like Twitter or Instagram because we're we're providing restrictions. And the restrictions, when you embrace it, they're saying give a better sense of community because it shows real life instead of a curated life. And for the users, they're saying it makes me feel better yeah. because I'll see my friend who maybe I, I in my on the Instagram seems glamorous or they seem beautiful or they're always together. And and on be real. I see that they're sometimes they're in sweatpants too in the middle of the day, and it makes them feel more camaraderie with their friend group. Yeah, you know what's interesting about this? I've been talking to some luxury real estate agents lately about their businesses, and they take some really amazing pictures, these luxury agents. It's cash, cars, and stars, and you'll see them on private jets, and you'll see them in these amazeball houses. Uh, you'll see them overseas really living this luxury life, right? Because you think if you're going to go sell someone six, seven, eight, $40 million house, that that is the life that they are living. And, and so you need to live that life also. 
What's interesting to me is for a lot of none of them, and I had one picking on me. She said, uh, "How come you're always wearing like your climbing pants and boots and and like a short sleeve button up shirt and all your pictures? And it looks like you know you're on your way to REI or you're on your way to the forest to go do so." And I said, "Well, because that I am on my way to REI, or I might be on my way to the forest to do something." She goes, "Yeah, but you're you're never gonna get." the $6 million luxury house. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of weird. Cause we've, we've sold two and $3 million homes. We sold some homes that I would consider to be luxury homes. I said, but at the end of the day, I can't bring myself to go sit on a plane that I don't own that I didn't fly in. I didn't go anywhere and I can't afford the $30,000 fuel bill uh, to jump on that thing and fly to New York city this afternoon. I, 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 I can't afford it. And, and so in a way, it's kind of what you're talking about, Ron. You start playing this character. And, and and I asked one of them, I said, how many homes do you own? I mean, just cash, cars, and stars. She said, well, you know, I, I don't own any real estate. I said, you, so you sell luxury real estate, but you don't even own a house in Burien? No. And, and I said, you know, I'm I'm comfortable just wearing my cool pants and my baseball hat and taking my hat off and combing it every once in a while because that's more in reality who I am. And and. I own multiple homes. Now, those homes are all in different stages right now. And some of those are will be in my part of my rental portfolio. Uh, and I just came from a place where I was hanging out with uh, Zach from Talent Construction that works on a lot of my projects. Uh, and he was working on one of our projects for one of our clients. And I'm hanging out with him and we were, we were just out there pulling down a chimney. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, I like that because that's authentically who I am. And, and, and I like this idea of what you're talking about because. And it's ironic because the people that I've met in my life that have been truly wealthy, I'm talking eight figures, nine figures, like, like a millionaire is not what it used to be. Like extremely wealthy yeah uh the 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 top half of one percent when you meet most of them they don't roll up in a in a luxury suit and six inch heels i've met people where it's like okay either this person is homeless or they're a billionaire (laughs) ratty sweatpants right uh they're carrying their kid and they've got you know baby food on their shirt and it's like when you're actually wealthy then you don't have to act like you're wealthy because you actually are wealthy. Yeah, I remember I remember growing up and I read a book about wealth. And in this book, it talked about one commonality that and at this time is a really big deal to be a millionaire. And I don't know that I was ever driven to be a millionaire, but my family grew up with a lot of insecurity when it came to food and it came to money. And so I want to make sure if I had a family that we didn't have insecurity. And and now, in fact, we're going to talk about this on another podcast. If if, if you want to retire today and have at least $100,000 coming in, they say you, you need to at least have a million dollars invested. And I think that's actually a little short. I think you need to have three to $5 million invested somewhere. And that's why we, real estate is such a great vehicle. What's interesting, though, on average, most Americans that are retiring today, even if they do have a retirement account, a 401k, if they do, and a lot don't, right? A lot of people are just on Social Security and they're hoping for the best. On average, they have saved 
$1,000. But you know what comes along with that? A lot of people have made a lot of money in their lifetime, but they never stopped and accumulated wealth. And if wealth hasn't been given to you, then you have to make sacrifices along the way. So going back to these millionaires, the one commonality that they had is most of them at some point in their life and why they were becoming a millionaire, not only owned real estate, but they had an F-150 truck which on average was 11 years old. And I find that fascinating because most of my friends that own multiple homes uh, and that have great wealth, they all own an old truck like that. They all do. And a lot of them don't drive around Cadillacs and Teslas and the greatest and latest. Uh, They don't care about that. Uh, In fact, I have one friend who owns about $100 million in real estate and every time he sees me driving my 78-year-old forerunner, he goes, you know what? That's super smart because that thing is paid for. And he said, at the end of the day, you can use that to your advantage when you're talking to clients. Because people always ask me, why don't you go out and buy a fancy car, real estate agent? And I said, well, because uh, that to me would be another down payment on another home that I could buy to build wealth and help secure my family's future. That's the way that I look at that. And it doesn't mean you can't have nice things. It doesn't mean you can't have a Tesla. Who knows? Maybe I'll, I would love to get a battery operated truck this year. I like the new F-150 Lightning. Uh, I'd love to get one of those. But at the same time, making those sacrifices along the way, not to just earn money, because if you don't invest that, whether you're buying real estate on Main Street or you're investing in Wall Street, you want to make sure when you get into your 60s, that you have somewhere, in my mind, between 3 to $5 million socked away. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, can you believe this? We've been working with Les Schwab for the past 12 years, but Les Schwab has been around for 70 years now, right here in the great Pacific Northwest. In fact, they're celebrating with your chance to win a $700 prize certificate. That's pretty amazing. And all you have to do is share your Les Schwab story if you want to enter to win. And to do that, Ron, all you have to do is go to LesSchwab.com. I know that I have stories. You have stories. Mine involves a giant nail in my tire, and they fixed it for free. You can go to LesSchwab.com, tell your story, win that $700 prize. And while you're there, schedule a free pre-trip safety check right online. They will look at your wheels, alignment, brakes, shots, shocks, and struts, all for free. You can schedule yours at LesSchwab.com or just stop by and tell them Ron and Don sent you. That is Les Schwab Tires. We've been doing the right thing since 1952. You can just tell that, they, uh, that they're just real genuine guys and, and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we, you know, we got, we got some, some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with... with Ron and Don. Mm-hmm. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail. Um, and then they just came in with a, with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, the, the sit down, the, the experience and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and, and a trust. 
Mm -hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then, you know, we yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community and knowing that you know, Dawn's just down the street is is comforting. <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now, and we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit, but it's an experience that we'll always remember and have, and um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Dawn Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show again live from the Lushweb Studios. Hey, we just did a deal that was kind of cool. We'll tell you more about it where... We listed a house with a Ronadon Nation member. We sold the house to a Ronadon Nation member. All these guys listen to the podcast. And then we are sponsored by Mitch.loans. The folks that are buying the house, and again, everyone's part of the Ronadon Nation, they reached out to Mitch. And that's how they financed it. Yeah, right? it is remarkable it's when those cool. three things came together at the same time. And Mitch.loans is like, because we meet with him to talk about other clients. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm doing the loan on the house that you guys just listed. And they got one half percent of their loan value back to them because they're in the Ron and Don Nation and they came to me through the show. Yeah. So they're getting that one half percent back and they can buy down their rate or do some other things with it that Mitch can explain. Yeah. Don't forget, if you're within the sound of our voice, chances are we can help you. And if we can't be hands on, we were hands on on this transaction. This is way out in Snoqualmie, you guys. If, if we can't be hands-on in, in the transaction, we'll find somebody that will. Also, congratulations to Team Joan. We just sold our house over here in Magnolia. Did really well on that. And also, congratulations to Scotty and Mary. Uh, it, it, we, we sat down with them a number of years ago. We've done four transactions, including uh, buying three homes. One of those homes is a dream home. One of those homes, in fact, two of those homes, I've taught them how to Airbnb because I'm a super host. And then uh, one of those homes we tuned up. In fact, we brought in our friend Zach from Talent Construction. Uh, we redid the kitchen. Uh, the realtors told us his house here on Queen Anne is worth one five. We did about $180,000 worth of work. Most of it because Scotty is a great architect. So a lot of credit goes to him. Him and Mary worked really hard on getting all the family valuables out of the house. They'd lived in this house for decades. And then they bought another just dream home uh, right on Queen Anne. And we needed to hit the $2 million mark uh, with their house. And by doing that work in the kitchen, tuning it up, and we did a complete remodel in the kitchen, we were able to hit that mark. And it was really cool going out to Grappa and having uh, dinner with them uh, last weekend, wasn't it? It was very cool, yeah. We just need to do more of that. It's nice to even just be in the company of other people again in a restaurant, being able to have a conversation. I've, I've missed that over the pandemic. Yeah. And I also wanted to take a moment and thank Stephanie. Steph, for, for some reason, and I don't know why this is happening in our business, but it's happening a lot, and I really love it. In fact, in a few weeks on one of our commercials, uh, Josh is going to go out and interview a friend, Andrea. And I talked to Andrea the other day, and we get to use her name. Uh, she is a young woman that lived over in Lake Sammamish, and her mom and dad are ailing, and so she moved into mom and dad's house. She's a nurse by trade. So at work, she's been dealing with COVID through the COVID crisis. And at home, taking care of her parents. It's really a beautiful story. 
In the meantime, she had a house that she did not, did not have the time to work on. And it had some deferred maintenance. We went to work in this house that we listed for around one, two. I think it went $600,000 over. Again, Zach uh, was our contractor over there, did a beautiful job. And thanks to him. And Andy came over and we had to do some foundation work. So our thanks to Andy for helping us with the foundation. And also Mike at Beach, Beach Electric uh, they came over and helped with the panel and some other stuff too. So anyway, it, 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 it was an amazing, amazing process to go through this with her. And, and Andrea was in a situation where she didn't have a partner and she had to take all this on herself. And normally her dad would help her, but her dad has gotten older. So it was a real privilege to step in to, and to help Andrea and to have this result, just a real privilege for us. And we're working on a couple more homes just like this, where it is typically someone that doesn't have a partner. Uh, they're working a lot. In fact, we're working on a house right now, and this young lady has two different jobs. She inherited this home from her mom and dad, and she said, you know what? We started the floor, and I can't finish it. So we brought in our crews, again, Mike from uh, Beach, and we brought in Zach from Talon, and we went to work uh, on every aspect of this house. And now Adrian, our great stager, will stage this for us here in the future, and we'll get this thing up for sale. And I can't wait to tell you about it uh, down the road here. But 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 again, uh, that brings us to Stephanie. Stephanie listened to the podcast, and she said, I had a friend by the name of Jennifer. Jennifer, same situation. She lost her husband probably five and a half years ago. And he was this amazing mechanic. And so he left all these tools behind. And she's like, you know what? I think it's time to sell the house, but I don't know what to do with all these tools. And you know what? It was really cool. What Stephanie said is you should call Ron and Don. Yeah. And then we did a, a sit down with her. And the, the funny thing is, I, I just was writing about this today. In fact, before I didn't know we were going to talk about this, I was writing about this today. There, people get. In a, in a space in their life, I think a lot of times, and you and I have both been there, where maybe you're overwhelmed, maybe circumstances in your life has brought you to a point where it's like, wow, I didn't expect this. Like, didn't expect to be right here right now. And so many times you just sort of don't know what to do. And it's not that you're not smart or not that you're not capable. It's just that it's unexpected. And you're like, this was not the plan. Uh, this was not how I thought things would go. And sometimes you just need a nudge from the outside to say, have you thought of it this way? Or maybe we could do that. And then all of a sudden, I, in my mind, I picture like a log jam, uh, you know, on a, on a river where all the logs get together and they no longer can flow. And in normally it just takes one little moment uh, to crack open that log jam. And as soon as one thing begins to flow, then all of the logs flow. And the next thing you know, you're back in business. Things are moving again and you have a sense of freedom. And so that was a tremendous conversation to have, I think, for us. And uh, I mean, I know the the you're sort of referencing it in, in a different way. But for me, just watching someone come to terms with, okay, I'm, I'm right here right now. Um, I'm talking with Ron and Don. They've given me a couple things to think about, and, and I could visibly see um, that log jam sort of start to break, and that, that made me very happy. Yeah, it was cool because you had a moment, and, and, and then I went to visit her and sat on her couch, and we, we, we spoke for like an hour and a half. And again, uh, really respecting 
privacy of her client here. So we're not using her real name or telling her where she lives or any of that. But I was, we, we got teary eyed sitting on the couch talking about how amazing her husband was and, and then to go out and see all his tools, uh, to see the life that they had and, and to know that she still has an amazing life ahead of her. Right. But it's time to let go. And, and sometimes part of letting go is not only dealing with the things that are left behind, uh, but then really changing things up. Uh, and I think for her, she's going to move out of state and move to where uh, there's more sun and more friends. And, and I think that that's important. Let me say this. Let me say this. After going into so many homes, uh, you may think you have the messiest home in the world. And I, I've... I, I am always amazed when I, when I walk in the home sometimes and see the things that people have collected over the years. The best thing that you can do if you're on the other side of 50, and I'm doing that this this week as I approach 55. I am going through my house. I have a, built a cellar, a, a, a wine cellar in my house, and I use it for storage because I don't have any wine down there. It's where I have all my old Davidson bikes that I rode across America. I contacted Ed Ewing this week with a major Taylor project. And what they do is they help kids instead of joining gangs, you join a bike club. And we did this with them a number of years ago. They learned to build these bikes, work on these bikes, and then they ride these bikes all the way from Seattle to Portland and STP. And my friend Joe and I were fortunate enough to, to do the one day with six kids. And then there were hundreds of kids that did the two day. Really impressive. And to do it, they need bikes. And I called Ed Ewan the other day. I said, do you want me to sell these bikes uh, and then give you the money? Or do you want the bikes? He said, no, no, no. I, I want the bikes. So I'm going to hang on to one of them. I, I'm going to get rid of the other three. And, and I've always said in my mind, well, I'm hanging on to these bikes for my son, right? I'm hanging on to all this stuff for my son. And at the end of the day, and I watched this happen with my mom a little bit because her, her husband had left a lot of things behind because he died suddenly. Same thing, lots of tools, really into gadgets. He was super curious. And you could watch, you can still walk around that house and see him and feel him. It's taken years for my mom to go through everything. And, and in a way, you guys, it's not fair. It is not fair. It is not fair to have all this shiznit that we have collected and say, well, I, I hung on to it to give it to my kids because your kids do not want it. They don't. If you really love something, place a value on it, take a picture of it and give it to somebody else. Use reuse is great in Ballard and also in downtown Seattle. The best thing that you can do is if you really love and care about the people around you, is make sure that your durable power of attorney is handled. If you don't know what that is, uh, just Google durable power. Uh, make sure you, you've taken care of your living well. What's going to happen to you when you die? Uh, a lot of people don't want to be buried in graveyards anymore. And, and then lastly, go through your stuff. Call through your stuff one time a year. There's a reason why they talk about spree cleaning. Really go through your stuff and say, do I need this anymore? Does this serve me? Have I worn these shoes, this hat, uh, this jacket, rode this bike, use this vacuum cleaner, whatever it is, in, in the last six months to a year? And if not, you know, maybe it's time for those things to go. And of course, you can hang on to a ring or a necklace or whatever and, and will that to somebody. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you have gold coins, 
just laying around, give them to me. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, it's Ron here with uh, Mitch Weeks from Mitch.Loans. He's the official mortgage guy of Ron and Don Nation. Mitch, I want to do a little case study with you. We have a client. We introduced him to you, and you guys hit it off. Who was like, I want to get a vacation property over in Suncadia or Ronald or that area. A lot of people are thinking about that right now. What are some good pointers for that type of thing? Like, I want to get a house on the island. I want to get a house in Suncadia. I want to get a house at a golf course. Maybe we'll go out to Orcas. You want that summer cabin or weekend cabin. Is that different than when you're buying your primary house? It is, yes. And it is slightly yes and no. So investment property rates right now, I don't know if you've heard, but they've skyrocketed. Banks are trying to phase out investment properties as much as they can because there's such a housing shortage in the U.S. Second homes don't count for that, which is huge. So if we can qualify it as a second home, Hmm. it's not quite a primary rate, but it's really close. And that is just has to be something substantially different, right? You can't buy two homes in Seattle that are basically the same and call one a second home. (laughs) One of them is going to have to be an investment property. But if you're buying on an island, you're buying up in Suncadia, which is the case of one of our clients. Yeah, you call it a second home. You still get a great rate. And, you know, you're happy with a place. you And you can still rent it out, just right. to be clear. It just can't be a pure investment property. It has to look like a vacation home. So a lot of people fantasize about this and they think, oh, maybe it's in a year, maybe it's in three years, maybe it's in five years. But getting this financial piece in order, in my mind, you should start now, even if you're like, hey, it's I'm thinking 2023. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you agree with that? Totally agree. Yeah. And I can't stress that enough. I'm willing to talk to anyone. So if you come and talk to me today and you say, I want to buy in two years, we'll put a plan together for how you can buy in two years. Right. Or we'll say, hey, it looks like you can buy in one year if that's interesting to you. I'm not going to pressure you, but financially you're sound. You can do it now. It's funny how many times once someone gets all their ducks in a row, that uh, opportunity presents itself. Right. Yeah. They're just softly looking um, at housing online and then they see one that pops and they go, man, I wish I was They go hang out with their friend at Sun Katie to play golf. And it's like, wait, this two bedroom down the hallway from you is for sale right now. Maybe, maybe I buy that. I'm already pre-approved with Mitch. So uh, if you're thinking about and fantasizing about that, that weekend place, that second home somewhere for the family on the Island, uh, get in touch with Mitch, Mitch Mitch.loans. I tell them you're with uh, Ron and Don Show and you save half percent on a new loan. So Mitch.loans, uh, check them out today. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. We're going to talk about the, we talked about the poly and it kind of going mainstream, throuples and all that. We're going to do that in our next episode because uh, we've kind of gone long here on the first uh, two topics. And, and just to put a button around the last topic, go through your stuff. Don't leave it behind. It is heartbreaking for your family to go through all your stuff. It just, it is. Uh, And some of that stuff they shouldn't have to go through because not all of it's positive. So, (laughs) Ron, please get to my drawers before my mother does. (laughs) Hey, let's talk about this. Every once in a while you hear about uh, Jennifer Lopez uh, flying to Saudi Arabia and doing a concert for somebody and getting paid 8 to $10 million to do it. That really blows me away. And lately we heard about Kanye West. He was supposed to headline Coachella. He's walking away. He was supposed to get paid $8.5 million. So the weekend who was going to get paid $2 million, he's now stepped into it and said, hey, you lost Kanye West. So 
I don't want $2 million anymore. I want the 8.5 plus the $2 million. And if you don't pay me that, I'm not showing up to Coachella. Anyway, I was pretty amazed that, Ron, there's a lot of artists out there that make a lot of money jumping on planes, flying out to yachts, and uh, performing sometimes for an audience of just a couple of people, right? Yeah, this is a new trend where you can get a private party. Uh, I think you mentioned J-Lo. The story said she did a party for... Uh, 30 people and made like $1.5 million plus 500 grand in a travel expense because it was in Dubai uh, for, for a 45-minute set to a track. You didn't have to bring the band, just a track and dancers, $1.5 million. And so to me, what this speaks of is when you and I grew up, there was this concept of selling out. And if you were really authentic, you wouldn't sell out. And selling out had a different meaning depending on who it was. And I remember when we first came back to Seattle, Pearl Jam and all these bands were coming out and there was this sentiment of like, Oh, I liked them before they were popular. I saw Nirvana at the backstage and now they've sold out. Now that they have this, you know, when they're on sub pop, it was real. And now they have a major label album or now that 10 is coming out or now that Alice in Chains recorded in LA, they've sold out. And and then it somehow it was more authentic when you were smaller, when you, if you got big, it was less authentic. And I think that mentality has finally been put to death in the music field because the goal the entire time was to make a living as a musician. And so keeping it small and keeping it DIY isn't necessarily a good thing. So if you do get mainstream success, then you do get your music out there and more people listen to it and more people enjoy it. Yes, it sort of takes on a life of its own and you no longer control it. But at the same time, that was your goal. Your goal was like, I, I hate delivering pizzas. I hate having a low-end hourly job. I want to be a musician. And so it, it was always ironic to me that people would look at that and go, oh, you're a sellout. It's like, yeah. Of course I am. That's the, the the whole thing is to sell out. Yeah. Like I want to sell the thing that I make and make a living wage with it. And of course, at the top of the pyramid are the ones that make a huge stipend like this. And so to me, it's a good thing. If there are people willing to pay you a million dollars to perform at their party, why would you not do that? And some people go, oh, it's cheesy. Like, don't you want to play at, you know, Climate Pledge Arena? Do both. Why is it an either or? Why can't you play the private party and then also play at the arena? Well, Jennifer got in a little bit of trouble on that and some pushback because sometimes you're going and you're performing for men specifically that don't treat women really well around the world uh, where they don't have equal rights, uh, where girls are not educated. As a result of the pandemic, there are tens of millions of young girls around the world uh, that are no longer uh, being educated. You look at what happened in Afghanistan. We, we knew that if we stayed, then young ladies would have the opportunity for an education. And if we pulled out, that would be it. And, and that's exactly what happened there. So I think for some of these performers, it's not just about the money that they're making, but it's about who they're performing for. Sure. I mean, if, you, if a dictator asks you to come perform at their party, then yeah, have a moral back. You know what? When no. you do a concert, though, it, chances are if there's 50,000 people in the arena... There's probably somebody there who's robbed a bank, hurt a child, been on molested. It's it's it's, Absolutely. it's, all, it's all there for it's all it's all scaled up. So the that's the, are, but, the, but but the difference is 
You can say you don't know. A lot of times when you're going to perform for a chic somewhere, you ca- you kind of know. So yeah, and the chic ones are the the minority. Most of the time, it's a corporate rich guy uh, or family that wants you to perform at a wedding or a bar mitzvah or a private party uh, and, or a corporate event. And so those things, they talked to Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray, and he's like, "Why would I not do this?" Like we're not selling out arenas anymore. He's like, I'm making half of my income by playing for 50 people at a bar or (laughs) at a party. He's like, I'm not stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have some sugar A stories, but we don't have time to get into those right now. Remember in Phoenix? Oh, I remember Phoenix. (laughs) And he kissed the mayor on the, anyway, uh, that was, that was fun. And then a coyote grabbed his dog. Do you remember that? I remember the whole Sugar Ray episode. I was right there on stage. <laughs> he couldn't perform because he's crying, and he got so drunk because he's so upset about the coyote grabbing his dog. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> Happy New Year. Anyway, hey, you guys, thanks for listening to episode 389. We sure do appreciate it. Thanks to Les Schwab for sponsoring today's show. And don't forget, if you need tires, spring into the summer tire sale. It's going on right now. Also, Mitch.loans, they got a special deal. All you got to do is mention that you're part of the Ron and Don Nation when you're looking to finance. Yeah, right? go to Mitch.loans and one half percent of your loan value, they will give it right back to you. Mitch has all the details. Just give him a call, Mitch.loans. Hey, and if you need us, just reach out. Uh, you can write write Ron directly, ron at windermere.com. We set up a sit down today. That's our website, ronanddonsitdown.com. And if you want us on socials, just hunt Ron Upshaw. Look for Don O'Neill. Uh, we're very active on Facebook. My, I have 5,000 friends, but you can be one of my followers and uh, we can interact that way because I'm big time. So I have followers now. You can follow me and I'll follow you. Anyway, once again, thanks for listening. Keep your head up, your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time right here for episode 390, where, yeah, we're going to talk about that pilot poly lifestyle, you guys. All right! Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back, and keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network.